the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, this is gonna this is gonna be a surprise to you. But California says it needs more power to be able to keep the lights on this summer. Yeah, yeah. And other states are starting to join in going, we might be uh, headed towards a problem uh, because we keep shutting down plants before we're ready to shut them down. Who would have seen this coming? Who would have seen <laughs> Besides everybody. All right, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Patricia wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. I put Rough Greens on my cockapoo's food. Yeah. Don't think I could do a cockapoo just for the name. Just don't think I could do it. He now eats early in the day. Uh, he used to eat like that when he was a puppy. Now he's like a puppy again. He's 10 years old. But he has a lot more energy now, and, it, and, and he doesn't itch as much as he was itching before. Seems... To be perfect for him. He licks the bowl clean every time. Rough Green's not a dog food. It's something you put on your dog's food. And it's full of probiotics and antioxidants and all of these things. It's um, it's Rough Greens. Rough Greens. They're so confident your dog's going to love it that they have a special deal for you. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back. And they'll give you your first bag free. All you pay for is shipping. So you have nothing to lose. It's Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. Call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. That's 833-GLEN-33 or roughgreens.com slash Beck. California energy officials on Friday issued a sober forecast for the state's electrical grid. They're saying now it lacks sufficient capacity to keep the lights on this summer uh, and beyond. If heat waves and wildfires or other extreme events take their toll. May I just ask Californians. Do you actually think that heat waves and wildfires uh, are unexpected extreme events? Because as an outsider. It seems like every summer we go through this. And when I say we go through this, you go through this. But then we have to watch it and hear about all of the problems. And yeah, some of us go out, not me, but some of us go out to actually help put the fires out and everything else. And here you go say, this is crazy. This is, you know, it's global warming. No, it's really not. It's mismanagement of your forests, uh, for one. Uh, and <laughs> you don't save any water, you know. And when you have rolling blackouts, it's not the tree's fault. Whose fault is it? Yours. Because you refuse to build any kind of reservoir for water or any electrical plant. But you feel so good about yourself, don't you? Because we don't have a single coal f- a fire plant. Not one coal fire plant in California. Yet most of your electricity still coming from coal fire plants just in another state. Oh my gosh, these people make me want to vomit. As long as I don't see it. As long as it doesn't view the view of, block the view of the mountains. You know, I don't want any of that smog here. We'd have smog in, in Nevada or Utah or one of those other bordering states. I don't even know what they are. They're so racist and 
bigoted. I hate them. I don't mind if you build 25 coal power plants over there. As long as we don't have the smog. Oh, this comes from uh, the, the, the California beaches that have the oil rigs right off the shore. Oh, yeah. Which I think yeah. actually looks pretty cool. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I think it looks, I mean, you know, like you get the idea. There's a lot of water out there. That's the normal ocean view. You got some stuff to look at. I think it looks pretty cool, frankly. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's a big, I mean, look, fossil fuels still dominate this country. It's, I mean, coal has come down quite a bit over the past few years, but natural gas has replaced it. So yes, it's a cleaner fossil fuel, but it is still a fossil fuel. So they had an online briefing um, and the officials are now forecasting a potential shortfall of 1700 megawatts this year. And they say if there's something unexpected like a forest fire, Mm. not really extreme, not unexpected. Just want to say they say it could go as high as 5000 megawatts. So that's a lot of watts. That's enough to put a, about 4 million people in the dark without electricity. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. Oh, and there's, a, by the way, they also say your energy prices are going to increase in California uh, between 4 and 9%. I think if, they're, if that's what they're saying, it'll be closer to 12 to 80 percent but maybe that's just me now there is a uh, another group saying hey maybe we should slow down on this whole thing uh and uh uh and that would be jack bear the ceo of miso he came out yesterday and he said as we move forward um know that when you put a solar panel or a wind turbine up it's not the same as a thermal resource like coal or gas. He says the issue on the rise throughout the country and all throughout uh, the West is many traditional and nuclear power plants are being retired to make way for the renewable sources of energy. But the plants are being turned off faster than the renewable energy and battery storage can keep up. John, did you say that? Come on. I thought you were smarter than this. We have magic fairy dust that's going to make everything work. In, in, your, in your craziest, busiest, kids are screaming, you're really pissed off because you're also hungry kind of moment. Somebody says to you, hey, I got an idea. We're going to build these solar panels and things. Uh, and wind power, uh, and that should be a few years in the future. Should we turn off the nuclear power plant? At the height of the screaming of the kids, you're like, no, and don't bother me. Okay, don't you? Really? I mean, it's pretty logical. Wouldn't it be nice if we had both? If we had the solar and the wind and we kept that nuclear power plant running just in case we need it. Of course, that'll never happen because there's never a need for it. There's never a spike because of a heat wave or a forest fire or a mudslide or an earthquake. There's ne- It'll never happen 
why keep the other power plant running very low so you could crank it if you needed it? Mm. That's an interesting question. All I know is that all of this talk has convinced me even more to fully convert our economy to electric cars. Because what could possibly go wrong with California? You know what kills me is Elon Musk is even coming out going, we can't do this. Stop (laughs) it. I mean, he's the guy to he's leading the charge. He's the guy that has become the richest guy in the world for pushing this stuff. And he's even like, slow down. Even he's saying, hey, we may need to develop our fossil fuels uh, for the near future, considering the global economic consequences and problems that we're having with Mm. energy so a guy who honestly is what i would refer to as an environmental extremist is even coming out and saying that stuff well he's only an extremist because he built a car company uh that really had no place to charge when he first started you know, to charge the batteries. Uh, and then he's building rocket ships to go to Mars to get away from Earth because it's. Yeah. But other, but other than, than that, that he's, he's not an extremist. He's not at all. an extremist. <laughs> I, bet he, I bet he's not pro-life. Uh, so he, the uh, next uh, story that you probably should pay attention to is diesel. We've been talking about this in the last couple of weeks. This is very important. Diesel fuel is the fuel that. Powers the economy. Now, how does that work? Well, um, let's start over in China. You want something from Chad? You have to put it onto a big boat, a slow boat from China. And that's powered by diesel. Then it gets to our docks here. And you know all of those big cranes and everything else that take that crap off of the ship and then put it on the ground? Run by diesel. And then the forklifts that come and pick it up and then bring it over to the train, those run on diesel. And then the train, those engines run on diesel. And then the trucks that get it halfway across the country from the train they're picked up again by the forklifts run by diesel and then they're put into a truck also run by diesel i love these people are like i'm not gonna have to worry about anything because i have a tesla yeah i certainly hope that that grocery store that has food is within 400 miles of you Because I don't think it will when all the diesel dries up. East Coast stockpiles are at their lowest since 1996. Diesel and jet fuel at New York Harbor are now $200 a barrel. Uh, Europe's move away from Russian energy is also hastening the rapid price appreciation. Uh, They are uh, now bringing in 700,000 barrels a day of diesel from Russia, but they want to get out of that. You know, don't we all, don't we all want to get out of that, but maybe we should have a plan before we stop doing stuff. Um, They say that um, the uh, rates for diesel are up now 90%. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Um, They're making biofuel, now they're reconfiguring all of these refineries that 
Don't worry, we haven't built a new refinery since when? 1972? I got to believe those things are nimble, you know? There's no act. Seriously, if you bought a TV or a cell phone, well, there were no cell phones, a TV in 1972, are you telling me you wouldn't be getting the same crisp picture today that you could get, you know, at a Walmart for a hundred bucks? <laughs> I don't think so. There's no technology that hasn't been, uh, you know, uh, just made better since 1972. So here's what's happening. Uh, these refineries are trying to, that don't make diesel, are now trying to retool to make diesel, but they make what? Say it with me, gasoline. And you know why everybody gets, why gas goes up? Because of California, some of these refiners, uh, refineries, they retool so they could make special blends for everybody. Uh, and uh, that causes problems. Well, now a lot of our refineries are trying to retool so they can make trucks or, uh, you know, uh, or, or put the fuel in the trucks or the tractors of something called farms. And that's going to cause our gasoline to go up. I bet this summer, I bet we're paying over five bucks a gallon. And God only knows where diesel's going to be. I saw it, you know, I was driving this weekend and saw the diesel prices. They're stunning. They're over $5 a gallon now. Oh, yeah. I think they're close to six now. Aren't yeah, they? But I saw this weekend and this was in like middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. And it was like five sixty a gallon. Yeah. I, can't, I can't even imagine what these guys are paying. Yeah, I don't know how go this, to the East Coast. I mean, what could it be? Right. I don't even know. I mean, it's it's got to be completely ridiculous. But this is going to, you know, they, they, they like it at the Biden administration because it's going to help people transition. Yeah. You know, how, you, know, mm -hmm. um, you know, first, we won't have any uh real electricity we won't have enough we'll have those rolling brownouts all across the country which i think americans are going to be cool with you know i think we're really going to be cool with that i think i really honestly without any sarcasm i really think that they are building their own uh hangman stand i really do i think the left is pushing this country so fast, so quickly into things that are really insanity and everybody's going to pay for it, that I think they're going to look and say, get out, get out, get out. I think they're going to actually push the global warming thing even back because people are going to be so angry at what they're being, what they're being told they have to pay that... I think these people are going to be voted out as long as we still have free and fair elections. <laughs> uh, these people are going to be voted out because Americans are not going to put up with $5 a gallon gasoline and just take it. They're not. They can't. It's fascinating, too. Like, who is the biggest? You have the, the left saying global warming is this huge, huge crisis. It's the worst thing in the world. And yet, who are the, who's the, who are the people that are constantly attacking Elon Musk? It's not conservatives. Conservatives are like, hey, this guy's, you know, we don't always agree with his, his climate stuff, but man, he's he's pretty amazing guy and he's he's helping people and he's helping people that he's made the electric car something that people actually want to buy. Same thing on the other side with uh, with the real solution here. If you needed to so solve global warming and have a zero emission electricity uh, option, it would be nuclear. And yet, who are the people constantly attacking nuclear? 
It's the Democrats. It's the left. Yeah. It's not us. We're the ones encouraging it. We want it to be developed, and, if and they're had, shutting it down. And if you had nuclear, you could an, you could make an endless supply of hydrogen yeah. in the off hours. When people are sleeping, you keep the plant running, same level, and you just make hydrogen. You have an endless support of clean, zero emissions energy that you can clearly get and make more Every single day. It's insanity. You can use that would be you could use that for hydrogen vehicles if those were developed and then would be obviously in this situation or they electric cars. Been, yeah. like, I mean, you also have the, the, the electric. Ima- you'd have enough to go with the electric cars. You wouldn't need uh, all of the craziness that right. they're trying to do now. So why is that? Why? Because is that? this isn't about anything except killing capitalism, mm. killing the West. It's it's clear there are. Two solutions, and they're all rolled into one. Nuclear energy. I just saw this documentary, a scariest damn documentary I've ever seen about Three Mile Island. My gosh, you would think that it was nothing but killed a make, million children. But how did you make Three Mile Island hmm? scary? Because the maximum radiation yeah, was, the set right. of, uh, was the equivalent of a full set of chest x-rays. No, still. Oh, my gosh. To any citizen. Oh, my gosh. you got to watch the mile. documentary. No. They never get down to exactly how much mm. has been released. But oh, oh, that's was, not part of the documentary. It was radiation that was released. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. Mm. Anyway, let me tell you about Goldline. Uh, wow, do you remember when inflation was in? <laughs> yeah, it was really in back in the seventies, and it's really in again. Inflation, the government will tell you that is running around nine percent. No. No, the shadow stats where you can actually, you know, uh, gauge, you actually include things like gas and uh, rent, food, things like that. It shows that it's running at about 18%. Congratulations. Ask Forbes. Ask Forbes. GDP growth is negative and inflation is running high. Basic smart investment strategy. If the dollar is getting weaker, invest in whatever is it's weaker than. Commodities are now like precious metals. Uh, you can uh, weather a stagflation period if you have something that is holding its value. Gold will not get more and more expensive. It's that the dollar is getting cheaper and cheaper, so it can't buy as much. Goldline is giving away one of their most popular products ever, the Silver Maple Flex Bar. With every gold legal tender bar pack you acquire, you'll receive a free Silver Maple Flex Bar at no cost. These are minted by the Canadian Mint, and they're fantastic. The The last time this offer was presented was years ago, and they sold out in three days. So don't wait for the call. Take advantage of this special. It's 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. A free silver maple flex bar with every um, gold legal tender bar pack that you acquire. These are really important for the future. Find out about them. Go to goldline.com or just call one of the uh, people there. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. By the way, we're going to get to the uh, uh, food facility fires. 
uh, here in just a second. Stand by. And my computer's frozen, so the thing we were going to do here is not going to happen. Oh, moment, really? Obviously. Well, that's a problem with your computer. Yeah, I think you just, time. I think you abuse your computer. I never have a problem with mine, ever. Mine likes me. Hmm. Well, I don't like, like you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that kind of makes me feel bad. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go over your personal inflation uh, here in a little while. Also, the food facility fires. Have you heard this? That food uh, processing plants are all catching fire. Want to give you some perspective on this coming up in just a second. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. So, uh, I believe in the next couple of years, millions are going to die from starvation. Um, I believe our leadership all over the world knows that as well. We're not going to have starvation deaths, I hope not here, in, the, in America, but we'll have hard times. But the, there are parts of the world that will actually starve to death because of what we're doing right now. May I suggest that you prepare for any hard times ahead by getting some emergency food. If food shortages really get bad here in America, are you prepared for it? Are you even just prepared for losing your job or things just getting so expensive? Try, please, please try preparewithglenn.com go there now go there now preparewithglenn.com you'll save $150 on a three-month emergency food kit it's a lot of money to save preparewithglenn.com save $150 on a three-month emergency food kit go there now preparewithglenn.com tune in in just a moment to find out your personal rate of inflation or to hear me light my computer on fire Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, your personal inflation rate coming up in uh, just a second. I want to uh, share with you from uh, National Review and Jim Garrity. There is a there is a great story on the food facility fires. I've been asked about this uh, over and over again, and we looked into it, and it's there's just it doesn't seem to be out of the normal believe it or not now there are some some things like well for instance uh national review writes in a typical year how many plane crashes do we have into food processing plants what's your guess how many planes crash into a food processing plant i mean you say seven a week yeah. 300 no none yeah none okay mm -hmm. zero mm -hmm. uh, a bad year maybe one one mm -hmm. okay so so far this year we've had two that's okay. That's, that's May. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Not so you would think, hmm, there's something wrong. But two, I mean, it's really unlikely, but okay. Okay. Maybe. Right. Okay. I don't know how, All but. right. So let's, let's look at everything that's been happening. A plane crashed into an Idaho potato and food processing plant, killing the pilot. Police say uh, uh, Gem Strait Processing in uh, Hayburn, East Idaho, at about 835 in the morning on Wednesday. The pilot was the only person in the plane and died during the crash. Police said none of the employees at the processing plant were injured. 
Okay, so it had to be a kamikaze food plant guy. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. because he flew the plane into the plant. Mm-hmm. Then, just a couple of weeks later, Covington, uh, Georgia, firefighters responded to a plane crash that killed two people Thursday at the General Mills food processing plant. The small plane crashed apparently after taking off from a runway at the Covington Municipal Airport. Six tractor trailers were damaged as a result of the crash. Both occupants of the plane died. However, local officials were grateful the plane did not strike the plant building, which could have resulted in greater loss of life. So, if you want to go for the plane crash idea, yeah, two plane crashes in or near food processing plants is weird. Mm -hmm. It is weird. Um, But, mm, well, let me go on. February 5th, massive, these are the headlines, massive fire swept through Wisconsin River Meats on Thursday, destroying part of the facility. Then February 22nd, the Shears food plant in Hermiston, Oregon, caught fire after a propane boiler exploded. March 17th, a structure fire at the Walmart Distribution Center in Plainville, Indiana, broke out about noon on Wednesday. A thousand employees were inside, but none were injured. One firefighter suffered minor injuries. March 22nd, a fire broke out at a Nestle Hot Pockets plant in George uh, in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Um, it happened on March 16th. The facility was still closed as of March 21st. March 25th, officials believe a deep frying machine is behind the fire that destroyed a potato processing facility in Belfast. April 13th, firefighters from several departments in, on, in Maine helped battle a massive fire that destroyed a butcher shop and meat market in Center Conway, New Hampshire. And April 30th, soybean processing tank caught fire at the Purdue Farms plant in Chesapeake, Virginia. Okay. I mean, that's a lot, right? That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Here's how we have looked at it, and this is exactly the way Jim Garrity has looked at it. Not all the fires or crashes did significant damage. In the Chesapeake soybean facility fire, the plant manager said the fire had little to no impact on their operations. In the Georgia crash, the plane didn't hit the building, no employees were harmed, and General Mills spokesperson said the plant didn't experience any disruption and remains fully operational. Uh, the pilot in that crash, by the way, was identified as a student pilot, and the other person was the flight instructor. So, I mean, unless it was some sort of anti-food processing plant flight instructor that took that plane down and missed the plant, uh, that's probably not one to count. Second, none of the fires so far have been declared cases of arson. This is really important because I, you know, I went looking at these and I thought to myself, I don't know, that seems like a lot. Um, But when we really started looking, none of them have been deemed arson. Um, The um, uh, and that's from coast to coast. If any of them had been deemed arson, if two of them, I would have been like, well, let's look into this. Um, In any given year, there are half a million fires reported to local fire departments. About 5,300 of them are manufacturing or processing facilities. That comes to about 440 per month. And if there are fires in 440 manufacturing or processing facilities a month from coast to coast, 
wouldn't we expect at least a handful of these to be at food processing facilities? Hmm. In fact, the list uh, above stretches the definition of food processing facilities because the Walmart distribution center also stored clothes and cardboard and the New Hampshire fire happened at a local butcher shop. Third, if you were a terrorist or a foreign agent or somebody in the deep state choke, uh, attempting to choke off the American food distribution network, would you start with a potato chip maker in Oregon or the source for hot pockets in Arkansas? Then move on to a soybean processing tank in Virginia. If you were a nefarious terrorist group or hostile foreign power and had not, you know, not merely one suicide pilot, but two of them, as in the case of the Georgia crash, who, why were they there? Why not use that third person to bring down another plane? You wouldn't bring a passenger along. And would you really aim for a potato processing plant in southern Idaho than the Georgia plant where they make cinnamon toast crunch? Um, the U.S. had, as of 2017, the U.S. had 36,486 food and beverage processing establishments. What's most likely happening, according to Jim Garrity, is the Bader-Meinhof phenomena. You may not know what the Bader-Meinhof uh, uh, phenomena is, but you've experienced it. Have you ever gone to buy a car and then suddenly they're everywhere? Oh, yeah, oh, for sure. That is mm -hmm. that is that phenomenon. It's a mm. frequency illusion that when things start to happen and we are now looking at food shortages, we all know it. We also all know some things aren't being done by our government that are right. We also know uh, there are people that, you know, uh, like catastrophe and, uh, you know, swim in really calm waters of catastrophe as they look at it, never waste it. So we have these things percolating. And as you see one fire and then another, these are not out of the normal and they're not arson. Uh, they're not terrorist strikes and they don't seem to be affecting Big plants. And that's what you would go after are the big plants. That's really good news. That's uh, really good news. And that sort of thing happens to everybody. I mean, on the left, it happens all the time. Uh, one recent example was the Australian fires. Remember how big of a deal this was? Yes. was everyone was on, you know, online. They were running fundraisers. And it was a big deal. I'm not saying the Australian fires a few years ago were not. But everyone was saying that, like, this is global warming and look how terrible this is and the environment and weather weirding and all of this. And at the end of the year, they there was less uh, less square mileage uh, burned in Australia than average that year. Less than average. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. Yeah. I mean, and and, and why is it happening to them? This is like when you're buying a new car, you're focused on that. Mm -hmm. When you're worried about global warming, you're focused on that. Mm -hmm. When you're worried about food shortages and you see things that you've not noticed before, it's because you weren't paying attention to it that way. How many times have we paid attention to a, a forest fire in Australia? Well, we paid attention that year because the people who are running the news are talking about forest fires. Yeah. And global warming. 
That is what happens. And you get down the, and I think this happens all the time with global warming. Every time there's a moderately strange weather event that's slightly out of the ordinary, this is what it's blamed on every single time. And everyone's a meteorologist. And if you really want to know what's going to cause food shortages, it's Russia and Ukraine and our response to it. Mm-hmm. That's really what is going to cause the, 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 the most problems of getting food all around the world. What about China and the COVID shutdowns that they're still kind of going through? Massive. That's big as well. Right? Have you seen have you seen the uh, Shanghai ports, the, oh, yeah, the satellite yeah. photos from 2020 and then today? Incredible difference. It is. It's today. It's backed up like crazy. Basically. Oh, it's like yeah. you're looking at the, the stars in the sky. There are so many ships out there. We are headed for real, real trouble you know, in the next, I don't even know, three to six, seven months when it comes to items not being available. Car Shield, if you've been uh, carrying around, uh, you know, some bailing wire and some duct tape just to keep your car going, you really need to think about Car Shield. Car Shield uh, will, will help with all of those surprises of something going wrong with your car. CarShield offers protection plans from around 100 bucks a month, and they cover more parts than ever before. So if your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles or just barely hanging on, when you need a repair, you don't have to deal with the paperwork or the headaches. All you have to do is choose the mechanic to do the work, and CarShield, they handle everything else. You don't have to wait for a check in the mail or anything else. You can also count on CarShield to take care of you when your car is broken down and stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Here's the best thing. As every price of everything is going up, you can lock in your price today, and it will never go up as long as you own that car. When your car breaks down, count on CarShield Lock in your price now as everything else is going up. CarShield won't. They cover it. It's carshield.com slash back. Carshield.com slash back or call 800-391-8888. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you're here. Thank you for listening. Uh, the New York Times has just put together your personal inflation. Uh, and uh, have you taken it yet? Yeah, Stu? you have. Yeah, seven questions. Okay. And you have to answer them. Basically, the average rate is something like 8.5% is what they're saying now. Now we know there's uh, yeah, varying yeah. calculations of that. Okay. Um, but some basic questions help you figure out your own personal inflation. Okay. So let me ask you. Let me t- give you the quiz here. Yeah. Did you buy a car in the last year? I bought a new a new car, yes, used a used car, car yes. a new and used car, or I didn't buy a car. Used car. Used car. Okay. So now your inflation rate went from 8.5 up to 10.1%. Uh, okay. How much do you drive? Um, I don't drive or I use an electric car. I drive less than 150 miles per week, 150 to 400 miles a week or over 400. Uh so you figure I do. I usually put about twelve thousand miles on a car in a year. 
So let's see, 12,000 divided by 52 is uh, 230 miles. So between 150 and 400. Okay, yeah. Okay. That gets you from 10.1 to 10.3%. Okay. How much do you travel? I typically take three or more trips a year for you, right? Yeah. Um, that's the highest number. So that's going to get you up to 11.4%. Are you a vegetarian? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a total opposite? Okay. I am not a vegetarian. Now it goes you from 11.4 to 11.5%. Do you heat your home with oil? No. No. I don't. Okay, that brings you 11.5, back down to 11.4%. How often do you eat out? What, what about oil? Hmm? Uh, you said oil. What about gas? It just The only question is, do you heat your home with oil? I don't know. I didn't yeah. make the quiz up. Huh, this is made by an okay, economist. Go ahead. Um, I rarely eat out. I typically eat out one or two days a week or several days of the week. I'd say one or two. One or two. Okay. If you, if you I would imagine that includes, like, you know, Uber. Ah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Eats, I would say yeah. that counts. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I might put you at three per week, but yeah, go ahead. Put three. I mean, there is a Sonic cup by you every single day. So yeah. well, let's see several days a week. Okay. And then um, do you pay for school? I don't pay for school. I pay for. I don't pay for school. Pay taxes. Okay. Glenn, your inflation rate, 11.5%. So instead of 8.5, yours is 11.5. Now, the biggest thing for you is going to be buying a used car, car which yeah. is a big deal. But uh, the just the driving and it made a big deal as well, a uh, difference as well to pop you up to 11. I saw somebody selling a uh, what is it? It was a Range Rover, a Defender, mm-hmm. a new, one of those new Defenders. Mm-hmm. It was last year. And I think they're what, 120,000, something like that. I don't know. They were selling a used one for a hundred and eighty incredible i thought good work if you can get it dude but what are you going to drive you know you're not buying a buying a used car selling your car now even if you can get that money what are you going to replace it with yeah that's really that's the problem. the problem yeah there's really nothing there's no way to just sell a car and i mean unless you're working at home right maybe maybe that would be a decision you might make and take an occasional uber i don't know yeah that would be great because you know then we wouldn't we could help the planet if we all just sold our cars and just work from home, wow, maybe we wouldn't have an oil shortage. Mm. Maybe we wouldn't have. Oh it's God. enticing. It's, it's enticing. We can go yeah, back to those is. glory days of t- March 2020. Oh, oh, weren't those the days? Those were great. And if we're really lucky, we can go back to 1820, mm. you know, where nobody had a car. Yeah. Oh, that'll yeah. be really fun. By the way, when I took this quiz, I had to say, no, I have not bought a car in the past year because <laughs> I ordered one nine months ago, but I right. don't actually you have haven't it got yet. it. Yeah. No, so what's right. your inflation rate? Mine was uh, mine was actually low. It was 8.2% or something, oh. which is interesting. I think I wasn't... Because that's vegetarian, too. Vegetarian helps me on that that's one. It's usually more. Yeah, usually vegetarian eating is really expensive. But again, but year, maybe we can get to a place to where no one can really afford meat. Except for like a special occasion. You and know? if you want to have some good animal protein, have you tr- have you thought about bugs? Uh, because they're delicious and a delicacy in certain I'm parts of the world. I'm surprised the New York Times didn't have that. Vegetarian or do you eat bugs? The Glenn Beck Program.